They could have stayed home, couldn't they? Would have made life a lot easier, you know. They could have stayed home, and maybe during those cold nights when they were making the journey, maybe when the camels got especially ornery, and if they brought elephants, which I'm convinced they did, when those cold nights and those hard days got longer and longer, they probably looked at each other and said, is this really worth it? We could have stayed home, you know. We had warm beds back there. We had lots of money back there. We had lots of comforts back there. We could have stayed home. Maybe sometimes they even said we should have stayed home. We should have stayed in the east, fellas. This journey is hard. It's long. It's slow. These camels stink. And the people who are coming along with us, they're not always the best company. You know how that goes when you travel with anybody after about 30 minutes you're ready for fresh company. But they were going a lot longer than 30 minutes. They could have stayed home, couldn't they? I mean, why not? Why not just be satisfied with seeing the star? Oh, there it is up in the sky, you know, like when we recognize the Big Dipper. Or maybe some of you know Orion when you see it in the sky. Cool, look, a constellation that I recognize. And maybe, you know, maybe you know a little of the story of Orion and how he supposedly got there. They could have been satisfied with just seeing it, right? They could have been satisfied with just knowing that somewhere out there, there's a king that's born. And we saw his star, and that's cool. And we'll write it in our book, and we'll keep track of it, and we'll tell our kids, and we'll remind them that, yeah, there was that one time when we saw that weird new star. They could have been satisfied with just that knowledge, but they weren't. Being satisfied with that knowledge would have saved them a lot of trouble. And isn't it best to avoid trouble? Isn't it best to live a life of comfort and relaxation? Isn't it best, after all, to avoid pain and suffering and long journeys and hard nights and all the strange looks that they probably got? You're going where? Why? You're spending all this money? You're bringing all these people? You're going to give a child gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, children like plastic, you know? (laughs) They could have avoided all of that, couldn't they? If they had just been satisfied with knowledge, if they had just been satisfied with knowing, then they wouldn't have lost their reputation as they surely did. I mean, could you imagine being from somewhere out there in the East, and here come these highly respected guys, these magi, and you see them leave one day, and you ask them, where are you going? And they say, well, last night we saw this star, and we're going to go to Judea, and we're going to ask about the king of the Jews. Okay, Well, when you come back, I'm going to avoid you (laughs) because you're crazy, right? That's crazy to leave everything behind, to go on this long journey to find a little child all because you saw something in the stars. Do you know how expensive that is to do something like that? Do you know how out of comfort that is? Isn't it just enough? Isn't it good enough, guys? Isn't it good enough just to know? They should have stayed home right? They could have. They could have. And everyone who saw them walking around, even the people in Jerusalem and Judea probably thought, these people should have stayed home. This was excessive. Everyone else seemed to think that they should have stayed home. Even consider the scribes there in Jerusalem. 
They stayed home, right? They stayed home in their beds, in their warmth. They knew more than the wise men knew, right? The wise men had to come to the scribes. And the scribes knew, oh yeah, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. But we're going to stay here in Jerusalem because, you know, we've got reputations to look after. We've got comfortable beds here. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy. We don't really want to go to Bethlehem. We're content just knowing that someday, when the Christ is born, it's going to happen in Bethlehem. The scribes were happy to stay home. And so was Herod. Herod stayed home too, didn't he? Herod, who was quite curious to have all the knowledge, he gathered the scribes together and he found out from them just what the Bible said. And then he gathered the wise men together and he ascertained, that's a highly technical word, he ascertained from them, tell me exactly when you saw that star appear. Herod was very curious to have the knowledge, but he didn't want to go anywhere. Or if he did, he had ulterior ulterior motives. And so he was content just to know things, right? Herod wanted to know it all, but to go nowhere. So he sent them off. Y'all go. Y'all go figure it out, and then you come and tell me. And then once I know all of the details then, then I'll go and, yeah, I'm going to worship too. They could have stayed home. And everyone told them along the way, you should have. But they didn't. And you could have stayed home tonight too, couldn't you? But here you are. Why? Because knowledge, just knowing, is not the point, is it? Just knowing things about Jesus. Oh, he was born in Bethlehem. Oh, he's the son of God. Oh, he fulfilled the prophecy of Micah. Oh, he fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. Just knowing about our Lord Jesus is not what we're all about, is it? Just knowing things about Jesus, just having all of the information is not the point. Jesus hasn't come so we can know about him, so we can simply learn about him. We should. Those things are all important, knowledge and information, and more and more and more is good. But we want to actually know him, right? Not just about him. Do you see that distinction? Not just to know details about Jesus, but to actually know him. To not just hear about him, but to actually hear his living voice. And so on a Friday night in the beginning of January... You could have stayed home, but you didn't. Like those wise men, like those magi in the east, you came from afar. And some of you probably wished you had different company along the way, and some of you may be wondering, was it really worth it? Well, it was. It was for those wise men, and it is for you. For what Jesus has come to do is not just give you information, but he has come so that you would know him so that you would know the power of his love, so that you would know the forgiveness of your sins, not just as a bunch of facts that you can write down on a test, but in reality. See, God didn't send Jesus just to give us ideas, just to communicate information. He sent Jesus in the flesh to take on our human nature, to appear among us, to speak among us. And still in this place, still in our world, our Lord Jesus wants to be heard, not just heard about, but he wants his voice, he wants his scriptures, he wants his spirit to speak to you, to speak with you, to communicate to you his love, and not just facts about that love. That's what led those magi out of their contented life, and they probably had a pretty good life out there in the East. 
The last place in scripture that we hear about magi is back in the book of Daniel. They were the enchanters, the sorcerers. They were the magicians. That's where that word comes from, right? Magi, magicians. They were the ones who kind of looked out at the stars, and when Nebuchadnezzar would have strange dreams, he would call them in and say, all right, guys, what does it all mean? And they were high and mighty out there in the east. But tonight, those magi lead us. They lead us out of our life of contentment to find true contentment in Jesus. The Magi show us tonight how to leave behind all the comforts and all the nice things and all the reputations and all those good things for something way better, which is to be with Jesus. That was what was in their mind. And I wonder, I wonder where they got that idea. I wonder if just maybe, just perhaps, The legend of Daniel had been passed on in those magicians out there in the east. You remember Daniel, don't you? You remember how when Nebuchadnezzar had his dream about a golden head and silver body and bronze legs and iron and clay feet, it was Daniel, not the magicians of Babylon. It was Daniel who said, I know what that dream means. It means that one day God is going to strike down all of these great kingdoms by giving a little stone that will grow up into a great mountain. I wonder if maybe those magi had passed on that story down the chain year after year, generation after generation, and somewhere in the back of their minds, these magi that we heard about tonight said, what if it was all true? You know, what if maybe, just maybe Daniel, Daniel knew what he was talking about, that Daniel guy from that little place in Judah, what if What if there is a little stone that was cut by no human hand who was going to come into this world and bring with him a kingdom? Let's go check it out. I wonder if maybe those magi had those memories of Daniel and they just thought maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that it might all be real. That the rulers of this world, the Nebuchadnezzars of this age, the kings and the tyrants of this world, maybe they don't have the final say about things. Maybe there's another kingdom. Maybe there's a better kingdom. Maybe there's a different king and we could be part of his kingdom. You want to check it out? Do you want to go and see if maybe Daniel was right? That's what those magi were looking for. Not just knowledge about Jesus, but a king who brought a kingdom. And that's what we're after too, isn't it? We don't just want to know a bunch of facts and cool information and fancy details about the life of Jesus. We want to know him and the power of his resurrection. We want to know him and the truth of his love. And we do know those things for they are written down so that you would read them, so that you would hear them, so that in places like this all over the world, his name would be proclaimed to people like you people who have left your homes tonight, who have driven great distances or maybe not great distances. You haven't come with camels, but you've brought your children, and that's just as difficult. You haven't come with lots of servants in your train, but some of you brought your children, and that's just as difficult. And we have all come for the same reason those magi came, because we want to hear Jesus. And in this place, we find the very same thing that they did there with Mary and Joseph. We find that our Lord Jesus wants to be found, that he came lowly and little long ago. He entered into our human story so that people like magi, people like scribes, people like you and me could come and hear his voice, not just details about him, not just to know facts, 
but to know his love, to receive his spirit again. And so those magi lead us. They lead us out of contentment. They lead us out of our comfort zones on a Friday night. They lead us out to something better than all of that. Tonight, you could have stayed home. You could have stayed home. Maybe you should have stayed home. Maybe on the way home, you'll say, yeah, pastor was right. We should have stayed home. But I hope, I hope that if you are thinking that, that you'll change your mind. You know, you could have stayed home after all, but of course, Epiphany won't let you. For the light of Jesus, the light of Christ that shone long ago still shines here for you and it calls you. It calls you out of that old world into a new world that has begun in Christ Jesus, a world where sins are forgiven, a world where death is not the end, a world where there is resurrection, where there is hope, where there is love, where there is peace, where there is a king, where there is a king who doesn't come to serve himself, but a king who comes to serve his people. Those who trust Christ, those who love him, those who want to be part of his kingdom, well, we can't stay home, can we? For we know that greater than all the comforts of this world is this, to be with Jesus. So rejoice, dear friends, tonight in the presence of Jesus. Rejoice every day in the presence of your Lord Jesus, for he is with you wherever you go. Those who trust Christ, who love him, who are part of his kingdom, don't just know about him, but we know him. And knowing him, we go where he is and we go with him. To him be the glory now and always. Amen.